Welcome to Harvest Time. We're looking forward to today's broadcast as we're able to interview one of our own, soon-to-be, Pastor Brian Lennertz. We'll say more about uh, Brian and his family and the ministry he's involved in in just a moment. But before we do, I want to remind you, for those of you listening to the program on Friday and Saturday, that we do have on Saturday a number of activities, including our men's prayer breakfast at 8 o'clock. What a great way to get an awesome, full-blown breakfast for you men. Bring your boys with us. We had almost 100 there about a month ago, and uh, we're able also to host one of our own, John Duanis, to be sharing his testimony after we eat, and a good time to pray together. What a great time. Parallel to that is a HBBC car wash. Drop your car, men. Come on down to the prayer breakfast, and uh, then you're good to go by 930. We also have uh, a deacon's meeting for those of you that are involved with that one. And then at 1 o'clock, the military gathering at the Osborne home. If you have any questions about any of this, contact us here at Harvest. And then on Sunday, another full Sunday, actually, for Sunday morning, of course, our our um, nursery kicks up at 9.30, children's ministry, teen ministry, as well as a wide venue of, of um, ABFs, Adult Bible Fellowships, on Sunday. Then at 10.30, our worship service. Got a lot of new people dropping in. Thanks for coming by. Drop by the kiosk in front of the auditorium uh, before the service and after the service, and uh, we're able to welcome you as our guest. We are an ongoing study through the book of Galatians, happened to be in Galatians chapter 2, as we'll be looking at we're calling the training ground. And what a great uh, um, insight into a meeting of Peter, James, John, and um, uh, 27 books of the New Testament, and many of them written by these men gathered together, kind of the front end of a ministry in which God used these great men for his purpose. I pray that you'll be with us. I think you'll be blessed and encouraged. And then Sunday night, we are able to uh, culminate the uh, ordination process for uh, Brian Leonard's. It's a part of our service at 6 o'clock in our family Bible hour because our congregation as a whole uh, commit to praying for uh, those that we've been ordaining over the years, about one a year for a, quite a while now. And I'm glad for the process to do so. That particular Sunday night, uh, two nights from now, this broadcast is aired. Uh, Pastor Brian Leonard's will be um, the new title, I should say, given to Brian. And he happens to be in the studio. We're not going to talk about that in full because I want to talk about your ministry, Brian. But first of all, welcome to the mic. We're glad you're here. Hey, thanks for having us, Pastor. Uh, Brian, you have carried a lot of um, responsibilities over the years and wore a lot of hats, so let's reintroduce you to our people, people that have their children in our children's program, our C2C program, uh, know you, your wife, Amy, uh, but for those of you who might not, let's kind of start back at the beginning. When was it that you came and then Amy came, and what was the capacity that you were here? Yeah, I came about eight years ago. I um, came out as an intern, and it was about six months later that my now wife, Amy, came, who worked as a physician's assistant stateside, and she really wanted to use the gifts she gave her, that the Lord gave her to um, be used, and she gave up her job to come over here, take an internship, and uh, I, I saw her, and I thought, you know what, she's gorgeous, she's got her, her mind in the right places, she's focused on the Lord, and 
actually it was a matter of um months later that we were married so yeah. i don't have a slow um slow dating no boy meets know. girl girl meets boy there you <laughs> yeah. go some of the success stories of our intern program back in the day and and actually as you commented brian you know i remember when amy came giving up uh, you know a, a well-paid position to come do missions for a while not knowing of course that god had you here and uh, since that point god's given you five children two of them are in heaven three beautiful girls with us as well exactly. and you know um your primary ministry is the oversight of our children's ministry I'm going to get there, but before we do, let's talk about this weekend because you happen <laughs> to be on Sunday night. Our ordination process is quite extensive. Yeah. You know, um, New Testament-wise, the Bible does talk about ordaining elders, it, it, and um, it, there's some latitude about how that's done. For our church, and what we have chosen to do with our men is a, a very full program. I mean, we're talking, for most men, uh, five or six months of studies going through 10 different doctrines and then culminating with private meetings with our pastoral mm-hmm. staff, kind of grilling the guys, making sure that you're good to go. And you're just finished all of this, if not soon, tomorrow, soon, tomorrow one more day of that. i got to be there for that one. But Sunday night, actually Sunday afternoon, we have our own um, program uh, that we're able to get a chance to ask you the questions. Uh, we have a lot of people that show up for that. Then Sunday night, 6 o'clock, we're able to hear you and your wife's testimony, how God called you uh, into the ministry. And uh, then we lay hands on you, as I think is New Testament model, and our deacons. Uh, talk about that for a minute, the ordination process. You're just getting close to completion of that. Uh, how has that benefited you as somebody called to ministry? Yeah, the whole process, to be honest, it's been very hum- humbling, uh, sobering. I-, I knew going in it would have a weightiness, and um, so I went in with that anticipation, but it ha- had weightiness in areas I, I wasn't expecting. And uh, I- I've had the benefit as I-, I was working on my master's degree and taking theology classes, I would get to work through my doctrinal statements on different theologies. So in one area, I felt, okay, I got a benefit from it. And then, and I've had the privilege of sitting through different guys getting ordained. So I hear the questions, you prepare yourself. But I tell you, it it is so different being in that seat where the questions are being asked to you. You freeze up at times, you're thinking through it. And uh, I think early on, the Lord allowed me to have a little of that to, to humble me a little more, to um, really have me think through, and the whole process has been incredibly beneficial. Uh, I will be relieved, <laughs> Lord willing, yeah, Sunday uh, with the weightiness of it, but I wouldn't have traded the process for anything. I'm glad we do it the way we do it at Harvest, that it's such a serious thing, that it's such a process. And it's about 45-minute meetings for each one of the 10 doctrines where you use the word grilling, and we kind of joke about that a little bit, but it is. It's really evaluating, um, searching what we know of the scriptures, how we view it, and it's been good. Yeah. Well, we have a half a dozen men um, that have been ordained, um, many of them that are from here that have been ordained, and then ourselves that have come in in that process. We also have a number of other men that um, are are uh, ministers. They're part mm-hmm. of our leadership team. They haven't gone through the ordination process, so we don't call them pastors. 
So for you, um, taking on that title does carry a weight and responsibility. And we are called to, as Acts 20, Paul said, to feed the sheep and fight enemies. And in a nutshell, that's what we all do. Um, and we're glad to have you a part. Uh, you've been a part of our team and leadership team, but stepping into this new role, and we're glad for it. Looking forward to Sunday night. Thank you. And and not as much as afterwards as you will be, but <laughs> we're happy for you. We've all been there. I've been there. Now, that said, the roles you've been carrying and um, for the last number of years is the oversight of our children's ministry. And it's quite extensive. The reality is uh, that round numbers, I think there's two or three hundred that you oversee weekly of kids that are coming, children that are coming, and then coordinating uh, those uh, sponsors and those that are workers for the children. Uh, um, There's a lot of moving parts to this thing. Um, Talk about the children's ministry as a whole when we do those, let's just start there. First of all, when do we have these kind of programs available? Yeah, C2C, um, what it means is children to Christ. Our, our focus is summed up in that very phrase that we want to take kids and point them to Christ. And how that kind of fleshes out is on a Sunday morning, all the way from nursery to a newborn, all the way up to sixth grade, makes up the C2C program. The nursery program is uh, ages up to two years old, and that meets in the nursery at 9.30. Then we have our uh, younger kids program from, um, as they get to be two, all the way up to five years old. That's down in our ELC. And actually, just this last year, we moved our first through fourth grade program also down to our ELC, which is our early learning center. It's on the lower part of our campus. And Sunday schools all start at 9.30. For fifth and sixth graders, they have their own class um, up in our three-story building. And after that, they go into a room where they're watching this service stream live. We're training fifth and sixth graders on how to take notes, how to follow a sermon. Because right after they turn sixth grade and they go into middle school, they're then at a point where they're going to be kind of on their own in some sense, sitting under preaching and hearing it. So we want to help fill that gap to train them to take that next step. And it's been very fruitful, encouraging to see the kids in that process. And let me comment about that because we have some children that aren't able to come with mom and dad because they don't have mom and dad coming. And so not all of the children that do come have a training and the character uh, shaping that they need, this certainly helps, and we've seen good success with that. Excellent. Yes, exactly. It's uh, Miss Rhonda Green's been doing a lot with our van bus kids, and we have many faithful drivers, faithful workers, and those kids, um, many of them have shown tremendous faithfulness and have hopped right into our program. And it's, it's encouragement for me. I came from a family where my mom and dad weren't believers, and to see a lot of these kids hop in and, and get so excited about the Lord, uh, we, we want to help where we can and how we can. Now, that does tie into, uh, we have, with you mentioned Rhonda Green, who partners with us. She's a missionary here and, and helps with the transportation. She also has Bible studies and other outreaches for the children. But a lot of it culminates on Wednesday night, our gathering. Talk about that. Yeah, it's kind of taken different phases over the year. We, we have the programs for the nursery and our young kids. It's part of an Awana program. I joke around a little bit because we kind of run the most Awana Awana program there is. We use the books and um, the scripture memory, which has been outstanding. But the program as a whole has kind of been fit to our needs as a church. We've 
grown over the years. It's expanded. So what it looks like is on a Wednesday night, our two to five-year-olds are meeting in our ELC building. Our first through fourth grade is meeting, or first through sixth, excuse me, is meeting in our um, FLC. And then our van and bus outreach, we have a lower campus outreach that helps our college kids that we have here at Harvest. We help train them to run a program, and hopefully in the future they will go home and, and start children programs back there so it has different tiers to it it's been really cool to see how it's developed and none of this could be done without the faithful workers and laborers that volunteer their time and energies to put in this and it seems to me that on wednesday night i i thought we were looking at almost a hundred different workers between the, the nursery all the way up to the full program would that be about accurate yeah probably 70 to 100 yeah. workers right in that Depending. range sure. yeah, it's exciting to see and I know that with that also there's a, a process because we don't just put anybody into that. These mm-hmm. folks are also uh, filtered through. They have to be our own church members. We do a uh, uh, background checks, et cetera, because of the care we have for our children and making sure that uh, the workers themselves are never alone with any of the yep. children. It's all very um, out there in a public way as far as the working with the children. And as I'm glad you mentioned about the Awana program, because sometimes people are out there are saying, well, I have my children in Awana. I want them in Awana. Yep. We do have the Awana material we do use because we're sold on that material. We're able to take that and, and wrap it in with and blend it in with what our ongoing uh, needs have been. So for us, that children's outreach is not just getting them in and bringing them here Uh, But we are trying to use that also to reach out into the families. Comment about a a couple of these outreaches that has been spawned of us going into the neighborhoods and bringing groups into the neighborhoods. Yeah, we're burdened about our our local groups that are in there. We, of course, run our van and bus outreaches that go into the highways and byways and, and bring kids in. And one of the phases we're looking at really going after this year is our, our next door neighbors, we, we have a lot of kids in this area of Guam, and we really want to reach them. We have our summit meetings coming up in, in the coming weeks, and we're going to have a, a great outreach for our kids program where the week before we're going to be taking people out and inviting kids. We're going to be handing out some free uh, ICs um, for the kids, letting them know what's going on. And we want to use that as a tool to help the kids come, see what we have, and then we're, we hope that they stay, that they're here for the weekly um, Bible studies, and hopefully we can see fruit that mm-hmm. comes out from that. Well, as my uh, uh, thoughts were running as you were talking, Brian, a reminder that Matthew 19, verse 14, when uh, the... Uh, parents were bringing their little children to Jesus to put his hands on them and pray over them. The disciples actually were rebuking them. These are primarily, I think, infants, but Jesus said, suffer little infants or children, forbid them not to come unto me, for such is the kingdom of heaven. And he laid his hands on them, and then he departed. And the, and the point is that the, the value and importance of children uh, Christ was identifying with that. In the custom of the day, Jews would often bring their children to the rabbis for a blessing. But, but in the greater extent of that, um, we have found that the heart of a child can be open because they, they are humbling themselves, which ultimately for us is pride-filled adults that know yeah. better, that we have a harder time to humble ourselves. And... Um, and I'm thankful when I hear of stories of children that hearts are open, 
we see them turn to the Lord. I think of one particular seven-year-old that just last night, their parents have been coming faithfully, part of our church, and the excitement that the parents are seeing as their child's heart was open to the Word. Uh, they've been saved. They want to be baptized. Mm-hmm. This little seven-year-old approach, I, I, I sent them to you. You're able to talk through that with them. And um, not every country sees it that way, having the opportunity to be over in, um, in Europe a number of years ago and um, in Romania. They didn't believe that children could be saved anything under 12. Yeah. And being able to help them understand scripturally, when a heart's open, uh, they're already humbled as a child. And why not give it to them? I'm glad to see good success with it. Brian, you also mentioned in closing here about our summit meeting three weeks from now, and I would encourage our listening audience to take advantage of uh, those meetings, set aside the time, plan, invite friends. We're inviting you as our friends of the listening audience October 2nd on Sunday morning, Sunday night, uh, and then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night, a different um, outreach. We'll be saying more about it in the day, but Wednesday um, of that week, uh, we will be hosting uh, Aaron Cofty speaking to our children's, and uh, we'll say more about it as we get close. But thank you, Brian. Uh, we're praying for this weekend, and thank you for your investment into the lives of others as well in our children's ministries. Thank you, Pastor. And we'd love to have you and your children join us this Sunday at 9.30 a.m. as we begin children's programs and adult Bible fellowships at Harvest Baptist Church. Then at 10.30 a.m., our regular morning worship service. If you need to find directions to the classroom for you or for your children, stop at the visitor kiosk right out in front of the auditorium. We'll love to see you Sunday. Hope you're there. And join us again next week for more Harvest Time.